RadioInfluence.com. Initiate procedure. Okay, the MJ Radio Network. We are go. Stand by for the MJ Morning Show. This is the MJ Morning Show podcast. It's episode number 15. Hey, it's MJ, Todd Schnitt, along with Froggy and Fester. Froggy, how you doing, buddy? Oh, fantastic. You know. Yeah, some weird freaking times, huh? A little bit. A little weird. How are you? Yeah, just slightly. Uh, Fester, how you doing, buddy? Everything is good. I'm corona-free. Yeah, for now. Everyone, I want you to know that I'm transmitting from my master bedroom. In fact, Michelle is joining us in the master bedroom tonight. Wow. Uh, hello, Michelle. Well, it would be our master bedroom, not <laughs> it, just yours. Excuse it, it me, is. can you it's... guys explain that swing back there that I can't really understand? <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I'm at home, I'm recording, and I'm even doing the entire <laughs> schnitt show from my master bedroom with an emergency studio setup and uh, the beauty of technology. Oh, Michelle, by the way, Yes. Listen up for the door because my uh, new Comrex NX portable broadcast unit is out for <laughs> delivery. So UPS could be ringing the doorbell at any moment, in which case just run down, get it, and then come right back of course, up. Of so here, here's the deal, folks. Um, <laughs> when I'm in New York, when I'm in the New York studio, I do the Schnitt Show daily, 3 to 6 p.m., and then I do my other projects like the MJ Morning Show podcast, the Fark and Schnitt podcast. But as we sit here on Monday evening, March 16th, for this podcast to be released tomorrow morning on Tuesday morning, March 17th, uh, what happened to us was we had to evacuate the CBS Broadcast Center. So the Schnitt Show New York studio is at CBS Network. That's the the whole television network, the CBS radio network. And I have a small studio space at CBS on the west side of Manhattan. This building is massive. It takes up a whole city block. It's like five or six uh, stories high as well. And there are a couple of thousand employees. For instance, the 60-minute studio where they sit down on that stool with the backdrop and they're they're introducing yeah. their stories. Yeah, literally, Fester, I could run a tape measure. The door for the studio where they do 60 minutes is uh, 15 feet from my microphone. I mean, it is like right across the hall. It's, it's incredible how close that is. So on Wednesday, midway through my show, I'm doing my schnitt show on Wednesday last week, midway through, we understand we have to evacuate the building. Mid-show? Now, I was able to... Mid-show, everyone's evacuating the building because two employees at CBS News tested positive for coronavirus. Oh, God. Now, oh, my I, God. I, Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. And Can it's, we it's cut grown the, since I then. I mean, thank God you're not here, dude. Thank God. Because no, that no, would no, kick I, you here, right here, in the nuts. Well, well, well <laughs> I, I, I had no exposure to any of those people. Because, uh, listen, I'm in my own cocoon. I see, like, almost, I see people in the hallway, but I'm I'm in contact or I have close, uh, you know, uh, contact with virtually nobody on a daily basis. And that's how so CBS mid- wants to keep it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. <laughs> Fester, yeah. mid-show Wednesday, Corona is in the building. Two employees on the fifth floor have tested positive, and everyone's, like, leaving 
the broadcast center. And we're told that we can't come back until Monday. They're going to sanitize the building on Thursday and Friday and over the weekend, and everyone can come back on Monday. Guess what? And this is exactly what I was afraid of, is that other people that were close to the two positive employees, are they going to start testing positive as well? And that happened over the weekend. Two more employees in that work group, so two employees that had proximity to the first and second that tested positive, they tested positive. So four, and then here we are on Monday, now it's up to six. Oh my God. So six, yeah, six positive coronavirus tested employees at the CBS Broadcast Center in New York. But from what I understand, all the positive folks are close to that cluster, meaning part of that interaction and that work group, and it hasn't spread outside of that. So at this point, we don't know when we're going back. We're told it might be this week, but it might be several weeks before they let us back in the building because I think maybe they want to see if any others test positive or any other employees get sick. So in the meantime, Wednesday, I get to finish the Schnitt Show, which in the Tampa Bay market runs live 3 to 6 on 12.50 a.m. WHNZ. Every day, folks, you can still hear me, MJ Schnitt, uh, weekdays, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m., 12.50 a.m. WHNZ. And then they rebroadcast the whole show from 9 until midnight on 970 WFLA. We finished the program and then we had to evacuate, but I had to scramble to put together a home broadcast setup so I could do the schnitt show from the house. They, the, the radio division folks, they gave me a, a Comrex portable access unit, which gives me, I mean, high-quality studio sound. I have my own microphone, and I was on the air from my bedroom Thursday and Friday, kind of a rudimentary setup, but it still sounded pretty good. And then over the weekend, we drove the kids to Virginia. And that's a whole different story. Michelle's going to jump in on that in a second here. And I think we made a really good decision to get the kids out of New York City. Uh, so on the way to Virginia, I stopped at a guitar center in, in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And I bought a, a console, so I've got a mixer, so I've got my computer. I can play audio bites and clips. So I'm in, I'm in pretty good shape. I've got this pretty cool setup, which I actually have tweeted it out. It's on my Twitter feed if you want to scroll down and and just search on Twitter. I'm at Todd Schnitt, at T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N-I-T-T, at Todd Schnitt on Twitter. And you can see this uh, this this home studio setup that I've built. It's and impressive. that's why I'm coming to you. Look, look at this. Look, isn't it amazing? Hey, have you gotten to the point where you're like, why go back to the building? This is, I'm I mean, quiet. you have everything. <laughs> back it down. Yeah. Back it down. Yeah. But Michelle says, don't get any ideas here. Listen, I would love for life to get back to normal here. But if you heard the president on Monday, the president said that it could be july or august in fact hang on a second let me play the audio by then i'll go back to the the story uh, on taking the kids to virginia and of course fester you've got a sam's club story or a costco story froggy you've got your crap going on uh michelle's been doing a ton of reading let me play the president here and this is going to be a longer podcast than usual tonight because we've got so much ground to cover but this is the president who was asked you know how long could this possibly take for this coronavirus episode to be over People are talking about July, August, something like that. So it could be right in that period of time where it, I say wash, it washes through. Other people don't like that term, but where it washes through. 
So is this the new normal until the height of the summer? Uh, we'll see what happens. But they think uh, August could be July, could be longer than that. But I've asked that question many, many times. Yes. Is that not incredible? I mean, uh, Froggy, I saw you counting on your fingers. It could be five or six months. Okay, I have, I have conventions and stuff. Is everything going to be canceled? No, your conventions I, I'm supposed canceled. to go to Vegas. I got to go to Indianapolis. Yeah, exactly. They're canceled. They're, no. not, they're not going to have them. On. Look, I don't think you're going to Vegas. So as you guys know, I am a baron of the RV industry. <laughs> and the big Tampa RV show was in January. It was a month and a half ago, two months ago. If this all happened two months ago, they would have canceled yeah. that massive event. That was a germ Would've fest. Been- would have been totally canceled. I've got the new guidance, and we can get to that here in just a bit. But, uh, Froggy, I don't think you're going to any convention anytime soon. My brother Drew, you guys, I think, have met yeah. Drew over the years. Yeah. My brother Drew is set to get married in Miami in May. I, I doubt his wedding is going to happen. You know, I, th- there's one positive that, that came out of all this, and that is that my wife is not going on the new Kids on the Block cruise. It has been canceled. <laughs> She will not. It meet. has been. Yeah, it's been canceled. Yes. Oh, so she was she, look, she was looking forward to yeah, that. Yeah, looking forward to meeting up with hey, Jordan. <laughs> you know when when the president and Dr. Fauci and the White House and the CDC when you hear them saying, "Yeah, don't get on a cruise," that's not really good for the cruise ship industry, is it? No, no, no not at all. You know, one of my neighbors got on a cruise today, the very last Disney cruise. That was what? Yeah, can you believe that they went on with their kids? The last cruise went out today. A mutual friend of ours got back from a Disney cruise this morning. Big Who rig, that? big rig. Oh, really? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he went on a cruise with his family over the weekend. He said it was forty percent capacity at the you know the boat was nearly empty and right. the, 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 everything was top shelf, first class, and they came back and they're fine. Yeah, now he's now he has Corona. That, good job, big rig. No. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, stop. Froggy, Good stop. Job. Good I'm, job, I'm sure he's okay. Yeah, I'm sure they took extreme precautions. But listen, the feds are saying don't get on a cruise. And of course, the latest now, uh, Michelle, I mean, a whole bunch of cruise lines uh, have canceled. They've suspended for a couple of months now, at least, right? 60 days, at least. Yeah. So a bunch of the big cruise lines have canceled anyway. But, you know, we're dealing with just such a surreal time. I mean, I'm waiting to wake up and, you know, and realize, hey, this was a dream. This was a nightmare. But no. You know, the fact is, is that what we're in the midst of here is, you know, a, a life altering situation for at least a couple of months, maybe, you know, four, five, six months until this thing's over. Now, listen, bottom line, folks, we're going to get back to normal. I mean, this country is going to snap back. The economy is going to snap back. We're, the economy, uh, listen, second quarter, third quarter, probably shot to hell. We're clearly going to be in a recession. We're going to have negative GDP growth. We're going to be in some rough times. You think about, I mean, all the businesses, you think about all the restaurants that are closing and bars. I mean, I I can't even get to everything. Then the the state of Ohio, they announced all restaurants and bars closed. It's being replicated now all over the country. New York City, New Jersey, Connecticut, Colorado has no more restaurants except for takeout and drive through in Michigan. Restaurants have to close by three o'clock. All right, this is the beginning of a horror, a horror movie, a zombie horror movie. Well, am I wrong? Listen, well, the bottom line oh here God. is that in in the horror movies and the zombie movies, oh. you know, people are dying out by like the hundreds of millions, and humanity is like toast. That's not the case here. The bottom line here is most people will not get this 
a lot of people could get the coronavirus. Most people that get the virus are going to recover. It's really those with underlying medical conditions. It's the elderly that are very susceptible, those over 60, 70, 80 years of age, and especially a lot of the deaths that we've seen in the United States. They're people that are in really bad shape, and getting the regular flu might have uh, you know, been fatal or, or deadly for them. Listen, we're going to bounce back. We are going to recover. And if you get corona, most people, uh, the overwhelming number of people that if you contract corona, you're going to recover. Also, there are folks that might have it and they're not even showing symptoms or maybe a sniffle, something very minor. And that's why they're starting to really crack down and you know there's talk of a national lockdown you know i think that might make sense because you want to stop the spread and you want to flatten the curve that's that's the terminology flatten the curve we don't want to see a gigantic massive spike like they had in china like they had in south korea and of course italy is getting just creamed right now with this massive like a mount everest spike we want to treat try to keep it as like a hump to try to flatten the curve so you don't have a massive amount of people that are sick and needing hospitalization and, and ventilators at one time. You know, it's now uh, we just saw something on uh, Twitter, MJ, Mayor Jane Castor, mayor of Tampa, just called for right. all bars and restaurants to be closed by 10 o'clock starting tomorrow. So Good. that's something, you know, it's moving that way. Drink at home like me. Social dis- distancing, right? Social. That's the other term. Yeah, that, that's a new uh, phrase that's now in the lexicon worldwide is social distancing. But if we undertake some harsh tactics now, if we make things a little uncomfortable or a little bizarre and strange and we kind of seal off for a couple of weeks, you know, two, three weeks, 15 days, whatever, that could have a very positive impact on the community spread. We're trying to avoid the community spread. Michelle, you saw and you sent me that Washington Post link where it showed the simulation with all the dots and one dot was infected and then the interaction with other people and the dots moved around like a pinball game and then you saw how many get infected by having contact. Describe that the simulator you showed me. Well, it had the four different scenarios. Like yeah. if you do a full-on quarantine, if you do social distancing, if you um, only have like one in every eight eight people, there was there were four different scenarios that it gave you. And then it showed you, it was more like Pong, I thought, like the old school oh, yeah, Pong. Yeah, yeah. The little ball would you know bounce around. How quickly the, we would be infected if we did nothing, how that curve would be... Um, start to become uh, lower the curve um, if it if we took these measures of not going out and then actually imposing them like what if we said no bars no restaurants we didn't give people the ability to do it then that even flattened the curve even more so it was a pretty um, a good visual aid you know as far as explaining how to achieve that you know I was listening to NPR radio where oh, I get all God. my news from now and they, they, one of the guys <laughs> one of the Guest said, he goes, listen, when you quarantine a sick person, it's reactive. But when you quarantine healthy people, it's really being proactive. And then it kind of all made sense to me. I'm like, hey, you know, that's a pretty good idea. And I'm I'm stocked up at the house. I just bought like six packs of Oreos. I have 10 boxes of Captain Crunch. Three (laughs) gallons of milk frozen at the house. I'm good. Doesn't it seem like people are still like, they're not listening to it. They're going out. Did you see the video of the cops in New Orleans? Uh, like 
like driving down Bourbon Street and saying, Ma'am. get off the streets. You're a hazard to everybody else. Go <laughs> home. What are you doing? But that's why they want to. That's why they are saying they're going to close everything down right? because then people don't feel the compulsion to go out. We saw pictures of Clearwater Beach, thousands and thousands of people today, today, this this afternoon. What are y'all doing? Thousands of people on Clearwater oh Beach God. just coughing on each other. <laughs> oh, God, Fester. What do you well, think they're doing? Listen, feels great that, that out doesn't, here. <laughs> listen, that doesn't make sense. I, I don't know why people would be en masse at spring break. Uh, that's where Florida officials need to shut that crap down to stop the community spread. A friend of ours, Michelle, we won't use names, but a friend of ours, their daughter is a freshman uh, at the University of Florida in Gainesville, and she went to a frat party last night. What what the hell? What was that about? Well, there was a frat party, and there's no school in session. They're all doing online, so they have a lot of free time. Her father is a physician, a surgeon. I mean, Well, I, when he found out, he made her come home. All right, right? guys, so, how many kegs you know, were at the party? Can we get the details, well, please? Well, the kegs were like, sanitized. You know, <laughs> but like I said, hooking up and you know social distancing are sort of mutually exclusive, so I don't know how that really worked for them. On Monday afternoon, the New Orleans mayor finally ordered all bars and nightclubs to shut down in New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans Mayor LaToya Cantrell issued a proclamation on Monday closing all bars and nightclubs, casinos, movie theaters, malls, gyms, and health clubs in the city due to the coronavirus outbreak. I don't know if you saw this. This also came down on Monday afternoon that uh, nearly 7 million San Francisco Bay Area residents ordered to shelter in place. I mean, this is huge. Listen to this. Nearly 7 million people living in a wide swath of Northern California, including Silicon Valley, being ordered to shelter in place starting midnight on Monday, along with San Francisco, which previously announced its order. Residents in San Mateo, Santa Clara, Marin, Alameda, and Contra Costa counties, along with the city of Berkeley, are being required to stay home according to an order from health officials in those jurisdictions. This decision is exponentially difficult, said Santa Clara County Health Officer Sarah Cody, but added that a regional approach is necessary. We know we need to do this. And Clearwater Beach and St. Pete Beach were packed with spring breakers. Loaded, absolutely loaded. You know, I uh, I drove by the casino, the Seminole Hard Rock Casino. The place was packed. People are still. I went to the Sam's Club. I go. I went to Publix. I went to Walmart. Thousands and thousands of people. What's the matter with you? Why are you going to all those places? Are I'm you nuts. I'm, and I'm sitting next to this guy, food. dude. I am hoarding food. Look at this. And I cannot find a lick of toilet paper. This guy's been at five grocery stores today, MJ, and I'm sitting next to him. You probably have some sort of. God. We've got to go out. We've got some supplies, but we. You know, we we have some face masks. So when we go out to a, a crowded area like a supermarket. We are wearing a face mask, and Froggy, thank you for the the couple of boxes of face masks. Um, you wear those? I, I, I good, good. I'm yeah, glad you do. Yeah, I, I, I do appreciate it. And we had already had some. We had some of the 3M uh, N95s as well that 3M. we got our hands on. Did you see people are calling 911 to complain that toilet paper sold out? Look, I got like 12 rolls left at the house, and then but- I probably am going to call 911. I'm confused. Oh, oh. Why the toilet paper? Why? Well, here, here. Uh, I'm going to explain that in a minute. Oh, no, yeah, that, there's, a very good, there's a very good reason for the toilet paper, and I know Michelle's read the same thing. But li- listen to this first. One police department in Oregon posted a reminder on their Facebook page asking people, 
Please do not call 911 if you run out of toilet paper due to coronavirus. Quote, it's hard to believe that we even have to post this. Police in Newport, Oregon wrote, do not call 911 just because you ran out of toilet paper. You will survive without our assistance. I mean, people are really taxing 911 because they ran out of toilet paper. I need a new bidet at the house and a new hair dryer, if you know what I mean. Froggy, your your question is what's going on with toilet paper, yeah, right? I don't I don't get because I went to the, my local Publix and it's all. It, by the way, the empty shelves are nothing but showing my product for the glory that they live in. Okay, so everybody appreciate <laughs> yeah, those shelves. Uh, that's what you folks, sell. Quick explanation: After Froggy left the MJ Morning Show, after we disbanded back uh, in twenty twelve. Froggy inherited the family shelving and pallet rack business. Yes, and retail fixtures, retail shelving. And yes, this is the only time of year where you really get to appreciate what I You're, sell. This and hurricane, hurricane season. season. I've been in Florida since 1992, and I've been through the hurricane drill many, many times. And, you know, we've seen those those bare shelves. This, this event feels like, a hurricane event times a thousand. It does. That's what this feels like, you know? I was talking to my wife uh, about that. I was like, this is like a hurricane, but it's not ending. Like, we don't know when it's going to end. So this is, it's worse because this freaks my wife. Kim is freaked out. Oh, What's going on? Like, what, what is she freaking out She's about? Just well, give us some out. details. Well, the hurricane stuff every year freaks her out because, you know, she just overthinks everything. But this is really freaking her out. She thinks that, you know, some of her accounts are closing. You know, it's it's tough, man. I mean, it's it's tough. Well, you, you, right. the, the kids are home. The, the schools are shut down for an extra week, maybe maybe an extra two weeks before we oh, know. Oh, dude, it. it's it's going to be longer than that. We I can't mean, go to we parks. Li- we live off commissions and sales, and we ain't selling nothing. So she's freaking out. So that's you know, it's hey, why don't you try selling recreational vehicles after the stock market took a crap last week, Listen. and now this big coronavirus. So Froggy, your wife does radio sales, yeah. and she does spot big sales events, for radio- big events. You right. know, the WrestleManias, the Monster Jams. Right. I mean, and all of that advertising has come to a screeching halt. I, I'm talking about a real halt. I don't even know if yeah. WrestleMania is still going to happen. Jerry's saying that it just came down that that's not going to happen. You know, that, no, that's I, in Tampa. This year, yeah. Well, I I know about that because my cousin works for NBC Universal, and my cousin is part of the promotional team at NBC, and they're tied into WrestleMania. You know, she had like a, a dinner for like sixty people booked at Burns Steakhouse. Jerry, you heard that WrestleMania has now been canceled, which I I figured it would be. Uh, yeah, they actually had an update about uh, right. fifteen minutes ago. Okay. Uh, All right. So you know, WrestleMania yeah. apparently is canceled. I, I I can't imagine that that was going to go on. I mean, this is just, you know, a life-altering, unbelievable event. Hold on. Jerry just handed Fester a story. What does it say, Fester? I don't know. I have a hard time reading these days. In coordination (laughs) with local partners and government officials, blah, 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 WrestleMania and related events in Tampa Bay will not take place. However, WrestleMania will live stream on Sunday, April 5th on the WWE Network and be available for pay-per-view. This is going to be my first WrestleMania. (laughs) Son of a... My first WrestleMania screwed. Thank you, Corona. Only essential personnel will be on the closed set in the WWE training facility in Orlando to produce WrestleMania. Oh, that's going to suck. So so they're going to have the wrestling matches with no fans? Apparently so. That's that's what everybody's doing. All the sports are having their 
their shows in front of an arena of nobody. Yeah, well, I, I no. I mean, when you look at major league sports. You know, NBA is shut down indefinitely. You have major league baseball postponing the season opener, which is typically you know April first ish. That's being shut down. Uh, we have March NHL. Madness. That really sunk in when when March Madness was canceled. I think that really sunk in. For a lot of people, that this shit just got real. The NFL is having the draft, but it's not going to be a big fan spectator event. So the the, the the draft has essentially been canceled. It's a big, big deal. It's going to change life for a while. We got our kids out of New York. Uh, Michelle is here in the master bedroom with me as we do the podcast from my house, doing the schnitt show every day from my house because we had to evacuate the CBS Broadcast Center in New York because of employees that tested positive. And Michelle, you know, she really wanted to get the kids out of the city. Well, it's a lot easier to manage them when they're in a rural setting and they've got nowhere to go. They can't do anything. There's no friend saying, oh, just come over here for a few minutes or run and grab a coffee from Starbucks or something. You know, Now they're in a very secluded spot. What, do you drop them off at is... an Amish person's house or something? <laughs> what would you do? Oh, pretty pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. Would you call Jebediah <laughs> so, and Rebecca and say, hey, here, watch the kids for a week? Are they milking well, cows called, right now? Wait, it's called Camp Grandma. <laughs> they are oh, at Grandma's oh, place. Grandma's uh, house. Camp Nana. They're at Michelle's mother's house, my mother-in-law, on Saturday, we drove from Manhattan to the mountains, the rural areas of Western Virginia. Not not West Virginia, but Western Virginia. So you've got two states, Virginia and West Virginia. But can I point out that yeah. it's so close to West yeah. Virginia, and West yeah. Virginia has how many cases? Zero. Zero. Uh, so, so there you go. We drove through meth. West Virginia. Uh, oh, yeah, a lot of meth and a lot of Mountain Dew there. Yeah. But uh, we... we we drove, I, I, how many states did we drive through? On Saturday, we got in the car. We drove New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland, West Virginia, and then into Virginia. And we didn't drive all the way to Grandma's house. Grandma met, met us an hour and a half from our house. So she drove an hour and a half north. And we met in beautiful Winchester, Virginia, Handed off the kids and the dogs. We got the kids uh, and the dogs out of town. And then they drove back to Grandma's house. I'm not going to say exactly where it is, but it's in a you know, farmlandy, mountainous-y uh, region of the state of Virginia in the western part. And that's where they are. And, Michelle, you feel a lot more comfortable having the kids there. Well, I feel a lot more calm, and I don't have to manage them here. And you don't have to walk your dog three or four times a day. Well, that's another you know, thing. Faster, that's, see, that was the other point is that as you see all of these rolling like possibilities of complete lockdowns and you could be in trouble for being outside, I said, well, you know what? If we can't even walk the dogs um, and do we really want to even be walking the dogs? And again, having the kids, you know, here, I think I think it was just in their best interest to uh, be somewhere where it's less likely to affect them, at least for this short duration of time. All right. Well, listen, I'm, I'm happy they're gone. Wait, so you guys are alone with no kids in the heart of <laughs> New York City? Well, hello. With they, everything shut they, down. They yeah, the, the whole city. <laughs> Who needs the city, yeah. baby? You got the bedroom. Oh, <laughs> Hamilton tickets are really right cheap. <laughs> really cheap. There's no hey, Broadway. We're, we're in the Broadway right. shut down. Broadway shut down for four to six weeks. It might be, dude, it's everything. This is, it's crazy. You know, they're still allowing restaurants to prepare food for delivery and takeout but restaurants you can't go and sit in a restaurant or a, a bar right now again 
you can't even fathom every aspect of American life being affected here on a large scale. We've got close to 330 million people in this country, but a lockdown and limiting community spread that is going to go a long way so we don't get smashed with hundreds and hundreds of thousands of cases. Now, regarding, uh, remind me, I got to get into toilet paper, Froggy. We just got so much to talk about here. But, you know, you you look at the community spread issues, and Michelle, you've seen the modeling. We talked about that. And it's amazing what you can do by shutting down interaction. I know you read a few things on that. Well, the problem is, is that even though you're suggesting to people that they social distance, they don't really do it. And if you do a full-on quarantine, you'll have people who defy it. So you have to find that middle ground. And if you just remove completely the opportunities for people to uh, go out and socialize in situations in buildings or you know, like bars. I mean, look, some of our favorite restaurants here in New York City that you go to, you are literally sitting shoulder to shoulder with somebody. And you would, if somebody in that restaurant had it, you would definitely get yeah, it. Yeah, the whole place or, would know, get it. Ew. Right. But that's why they're closing movie theaters and they're closing restaurants and they're right. canceling events. But I just walked into a Walmart with 10,000 people in it. And you're you're well, a you part of the problem, buddy. You can't close down the necessities, Fester. If you, I mean, you know, we, we Walmart has to be able to distribute what you need. Right. Like when they get the toilet paper. But here's the problem. We're all self-quarantining until we all go to the grocery store and then we all self-quarantine again. So are we? I don't know. Well. You know. No, I I think it's a very valid point. I was shopping last week, uh, last week, yeah, with um, yeah. Chloe in New Jersey, and uh, went to a you know grocery store, and you know we wore our masks because we were like oh. uh, you know just in case, New right? Jersey. You never know. Somebody coughs in front of you. Somebody coughs behind you. What a cesspool that state is. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, New Jersey. You know what? Knock it off. <laughs> now, Fester, when you went to Sam, you went to Sam's Club, or yes, where'd you go? I am a member of the Sam's Club. Yeah, to game. get a hot dog. Yeah, well, I, I do get the hot dogs every time I go because they're fantastic. But no, I went there on Thursday evening. I went there and it was mobbed. I was like busier than Black Friday. No carts to be had. The only way I got a cart was because I saw some old lady bring it toward me as she was finished with her groceries. We walk into places packed, and people were buying. Almost every stinking thing. I've never seen the spam palette. They have a palette of spam at every sample. The the palette of spam was down to like the last layer. I'm like, what the hell are you people going to do with all this spam? Leave the spam alone. People go into, into, you know, panic mode. And that's one thing that President Trump said is don't buy more than you need. But people get into this mode. You know, we're going to be shut down. It's going to be like some kind of World War Z movie here. And it's just not the case. It, it appears that, you know, once the shelves are depleted in, in many cases, that food-wise, the shelves are being restocked overnight and the next day. You know, the one thing is you just want to make sure that there are enough healthy workers in all the food processing and factories all across the country. Clearly, there is going to be a shortage of some things that are imported, but we have to figure out a way to make sure that the supply chain and the manufacturing for the goods that we need for a couple of months, you know, two, three, four, five months, that we can remain in production, and there just needs to be enough healthy people. That, that it's a labor issue. It's, yeah, a, it's it not is. a supply issue. We're not going to run out of stuff. We're going to run out of people to do it. I mean, let's say one out of every three people call in sick. Suddenly, there's no truck driver to bring the truck to the store, or there's there's nobody to pick the apple, or there's no. Each step of the way, it loses efficiency. Now, Froggy, you had asked about toilet paper, 
And before I forget, let me get back to toilet paper. And Michelle, I know you've read about toilet paper as well. The issue is it's it's multi-pronged that the media has talked about toilet paper. The rumor mill churns about toilet paper. People on radio and television and just people gossiping to each other on social media, they're all talking about toilet paper. And it just sort of becomes the self-fulfilling prophecy that everyone's got to grab toilet paper. So it becomes this, this FOMO deal, this fear of missing out. Got to have toilet paper, my God. And there's this psychological impact that I need toilet paper. So people buy too much. Right. There's also the emotional and psychological issue that, and, and this is interesting. I bet most folks didn't think of this. Toilet paper takes up a large portion of the shelf. You have a pack of Charmin or whatever, it takes a considerable amount of shelf space. You, you take a whole pack, a multi-roll pack of Charmin toilet paper versus a can of Bush's baked beans or a green giant corn, and the toilet paper takes up a lot more space. So when the shelves are empty, it makes an even greater psychological impact that, oh my God, the toilet paper's going. So it just, it feeds this whole machine. So it's multi-pronged on why toilet paper is hard to find or the shelves seem bare. But can I just also point out, yeah. having been a hurricane prepper for 20 something years yeah. now, I did print out a hurricane list, right? Just to say like, okay, what are the things that I might be forgetting? Cause I haven't been there for a while. And toilet paper was like number two on the list that I that I printed. So on the hurricane prep list? On the list? hurricane it, prep list. Wow. But then I also read where it's one of those items where because it does take up so much space on the shelf, they really order it sort of just in time. So they don't have a bunch in the back, you know, to restock. It's just as it goes, the store then reorders it. And so when when people rushed to buy it, it just, they didn't have it. Right. They didn't have anything in back stock. And then the producers of it are not going to hasten um, replenishing the supply because then they'll just be a glut sitting there and they won't you know they won't they won't be it won't be ordered or won't be sold and of course folks that is the sound of my lovely wife michelle who is joining us on the podcast because we're in the master bedroom doing my portion from new york and froggy and fester in the st petersburg studios what fester well if it is much toilet paper as they make i have a funny feeling it's gonna get used eventually okay thank you michelle <laughs> Can you spare a square? Remember the old yeah, Seinfeld right? episode. Hey, Fester, I just thought of something. Yeah, you know those uh, catalogs that you see where they have the uh, novelty toilet paper? I wonder if there's been a run on those where it can be like dollar bills or happy birthday. <laughs> have yeah. you ever seen that? Like, yeah, they had Obama toilet right, paper. Right. They, they've got Trump toilet right. paper. Yeah. Where's all that toilet paper? My wife uh, tried to order toilet paper off of Amazon and it was, it was sold out. Cottonelle, yeah. Charmin, all sold out. You know, I heard today during the presser, and of course, we're recording this on Monday, March the 16th, and I heard during the presser with President Trump and Mike Pence and Fauci, and you know, that, that Fauci guy is becoming a rock star here at like uh, 79 years old. We'll get into that in a second. But Jeff Bezos's name came up, and apparently Jeff Bezos is in communication with the White House and the task force like every single day. And while we don't know exactly what for, at least I haven't seen yet, it might be out there. I speculated on my schnitt show that he's probably talking about logistics and supply chain because Amazon is very well versed to assist in a national emergency with distribution and supply chain. Why doesn't he just make like uh, Bezos the head of FEMA or something? It'd be much more efficient. Clearly, we can rely a lot on industry and business in this country. I know that Trump in one of the pressers had, what, Costco and Walmart and a lot of CEOs 
to help with distribution and supply. And we're going to need those folks on board to assist countrywide. And did you guys see that uh, Trump actually did not? He got tested for coronavirus and he failed. He's, he doesn't have it, right? Or does he? <laughs> he came back negative. He tested him. We're going to say he failed? No, no. He failed no. being positive. <laughs> no, no. He, he, it would Trump. be negative. President Trump. He's negative. Like, that's, yes. That's okay. Not, that's not, not the terminology you use. Yeah. Trump was tested because he was in proximity of an aide for the Brazilian president, Bolsonaro, and that aide came down with corona and a lot of folks were like uh, should president trump get tested so trump was kind of resisting it seemed but they did test trump and yes it came out that trump did test negative for coronavirus which is a good thing or as froggy would say failed the test he failed testing positive <laughs> for it but how about the hanks is that real or is that like a yeah the Hanks no, really mean, have it? it? I don't know what's what do you real. Mean is that? That's another area where I think a lot of people, it, it sunk in when the news came out that Tom Hanks and what's the wife's name? Rita, Rita Wilson. Wilson. Rita Wilson, yeah. yeah. Right. That they both tested positive because they're down in Australia. Wow. Any other celebrities that we know yeah, of? There was another celebrity today. Came I don't down. Know. I don't the basketball who was, player but... who was feeling all the microphones. <laughs> okay, that now that is that is unbelievable. Let's talk about that schmuck. Yeah, that is amazing. Oh, oh we also got to talk about the guy with seventeen thousand bottles of Purell <laughs> in his garage. I mean, that's an insane story. I know Michelle's fascinated by that. But the Utah Jazz Center, what's his name, Rudy Gobert? This guy was joking about having Corona. And he touched all of the reporters' microphones. And then, like, hours later, the guy tests positive for coronavirus. And then even in the locker room, apparently in the Utah Jazz locker room, he was also screwing around. And he was touching all the other players' lockers and their personal belongings. He should be arrested, right? Is it? That's a crime. He didn't know he had corona at the time. What, do you give everybody a wet willy? I mean, God, that's disgusting. That's just stupid. For instance, I was walking down the street and I have my mask on. And when I go out, I'm wearing a mask. I'm I'm telling you right now, I'm doing it. And as I walk by some guy, he goes, (laughs) like, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) just messing with you. Or like a real one. (laughs) This guy, two guys were smoking a joint on the corner. And the guy sees me in the mask and he points and he goes, (laughs) (laughs) and he, he he, he coughs in my direction. I'm like, you're a dick. That guy is awesome. You've got some bad language tonight. Yeah, what podcast is he on? Listen, he's stressed. There's a lot going on, but that guy rules. No, he doesn't. That is stupid. A guy's smoking a joint. Medication. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. We're just in some bizarre times. So uh, quickly here. On Rudy Gobert, the jazz center that tested positive, and then another teammate tested positive, right? And then I think more in the NBA have tested positive. If I'm not, I can't keep track. I think there's two uh, players but, on the jazz. Right, two on the jazz. And then I think there's another NBA player. But listen to this. A Rhode Island kid with coronavirus got an autograph from Rudy Gobert. And there's even a picture of the kid handing him a pen and a a piece of paper there's a picture of the kid and that kid has come down with it so the guess is that what go bear from the jazz had the corona on his hand touched the pen and the kid and the kids listen to this listen to this a rhode island child who has tested positive 
for coronavirus recently got an autograph from now infected Utah Jazz forward Rudy Gobert, according to police. He could have infected everybody who he gave an autograph to or who he high five. Oh I'd rather have Magic Johnson's autograph. Jesus. Now, <laughs> <Well, laughs> Froggy, come on. That's. <laughs> First of all, I, I believe with Magic Johnson that the the AIDS virus is not even detectable in his system now, anymore. He, he's you're talking human. about magic. He's super yeah, you're talking about magic. Yeah, that, yeah, he's cured. That's some that's some serious magic there. Hey, on a much more serious note here, Doctor Fauci said if it looks like you're overreacting, you're probably doing the right thing. Thank you. Tell that to my wife when I walked in with ten boxes of Captain Crunch. <laughs> She's like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, honey, (laughs) we're going to be quarantined. We got to have the caption. Fester, I don't think that Dr. Fauci is talking about having 10 boxes. Is that with is that with crunch berries as well? Yeah, or? I know. I'm straight. I'm straight all golden pillows. Little golden pillows. <laughs> I, I don't do crunch berries. Hey, Fester, we only let our kids buy Captain Crunch when we go on vacation. This Friday, Michelle, we were supposed to go to Little Cayman. Our spring break, we've been going to the Cayman Islands, and I've been scuba diving there from the even before the kids were born. And it's just so great to have the kids certified, Julian and Chloe, to scuba dive with my kids. I, I look forward to this time of year all the time. And then this year, it was even a little more special because Chloe graduates high school. That's a whole different deal. Is Chloe going to even have a high school graduation? We'll get to that in a second. But you know, with Chloe graduating and going off to college to then play, you know, NCAA Division One women's soccer for a major university. I mean, am I ever going to have a spring break trip with Chloe and Julian and the whole family again together? So this was going to be a really special spring break for us. And of course, that's canceled. But listen, the Schnitt family is just a minor, tiny speck on a planet with, uh, what, seven and a half billion people and 330 million people here in the United States. And, Michelle, you know, we've had discussions on, you know, this might have been our last trip with the whole family for spring break. Right. So it's very sad for us, of course. But as I explained to Chloe and Julian, it's just an example of what is going on across the country and really around the world. It's It's an awful feeling that... You know, you have these expectations, these plans. You look forward to it every uh, year. Hold on a minute. Oh. Hold on. Uh, quickly, run that. That's UPS. Oh, hurry up, hurry okay. up, hurry up. That's UPS with the new Comrex. Okay. Hurry up. Run, 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 Jeez, run, run. MJ, what kind of, I mean, you should be getting <laughs> well, up and getting that, you bum. Well, Make it well because life. I'm doing the podcast. Hey, don't, oh, yeah. don't touch the package with your hands. Yeah, disinfect that thing. <laughs> Seriously, spray down run, the guy with Lysol. Is that your uh, doorbell? That little Yeah. So New York City doorbell, we're, we're up on the third floor. Uh, the master bedroom's on the third floor because we're in a brownstone in New York. So Michelle's got to run down three flights of stairs to the oh, front door. Oh, my gosh. gosh. Hope she doesn't slip and fall and pop a vertebrae. <laughs> All right. Wait a minute. Say the UPS guy has corona, okay, and he hands your wife a box. Is it? Does it live on the on the cardboard, or is she going to get it immediately? Is it that contagious? All right, here's the deal. First of all, I'm glad you asked that because I actually have a graphic here from the CDC. How long can coronavirus linger? It can live on copper for up to four hours. It can live on cardboard for up to 24 hours. It can live on plastic for two to three days. What? Stainless steel for two to three days and aerosols up to three hours. So it, it can't even linger in the air. By the way, uh, Michelle is back up. Did you just wash your hands? I did. I, I ran down all the way stairs. <laughs> I grabbed the box. I threw it to the ground. And then I ran and washed my hands and I ran all the way back up. Did he all have right, a mask so, no, on? Did, the guy, at least? Did he have a mask? 
Uh, no, he did not. Great. Uh, did you seriously? Did you wash your hands? Seriously, I washed my hands. I mean, scrub like friction. Seriously, ABCs. Okay, you did like yes, twenty seconds, thirty seconds, yes, hot yes. water. Yes. Yes. All right. All right. So, oh, I mean, geez. this this virus can can live for a while on certain surfaces, but I, I think in order for it to transmit, let's say that there was coronavirus all over the cardboard box. If Michelle touched it, then she'd like probably have to touch her nose, her mouth, um, her eyes. You know, mucous membrane for the virus to then enter. But listen, that's why they're saying, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. Non-stop. I don't see how people can stop touching their face. I touch my face more now that I know I'm not supposed to touch my face. That's disgusting, <laughs> dude. My hands are Faster. like dry and brittle because I'm washing them so much. You need some lotion, Froggy. Nah, for girls. Fester, you, you, gotta, you gotta stop Touching your face. That's one thing. Just stop touching you know, your face. You know what he does? Anytime he gets sort of excited, he starts rubbing his face and rubbing his oh, head like God. a three stooge. That's all he's been doing oh, that's all day. Right. Oh, man. I touch my face you a thousand s- times a day. <laughs> uh, Michelle, what are your thoughts on, on the kids? What, what are they saying about Julian's school? Julian's at boarding school, and Chloe is in the city. What, what is the guidance from the schools? What do they say is going to happen? Because Julian is a freshman. Julian's in ninth grade, and Chloe, of course, graduates in just a couple of months uh, from high school. So they're both currently on spring break, and when they return, they will both be uh, participating in distance learning. Uh, Chloe until the middle of uh, April, and then Julian just for about a week, and then they'll reassess, and they're hoping to be able to uh, bring the students back to boarding school around April 13th. Is distance distance learning, is that like where the teacher just shouts at you from a distance? Is it because of Uh, Corona? Yeah. Is it like yes, online? Yes. Is it all online school now? It'll be right. So everybody will have to be online. They, oh. they you know, they have laptops, um, computers. They'll be doing, you know, they'll be sending them, I guess, material to work on. And this is bad. I don't know. We'll see how it, it's really just an experiment, honestly. You know, th- what's crazy and, and what I worry about is what if this becomes the norm? What if everybody is like, oh, we'll just keep the kids at home and this is, we'll just do it from home, school from home. Nobody, nobody interacts anymore. Like I see this. Going down a like a, a slippery slope, a slippery, very, a very slippery, slippery slope. slope, and it scares me. Or maybe I watch too many horror movies. I don't know, but it's freaking me out. What are they saying about Chloe's graduation? I know that we haven't gotten there yet. They're, they're right now. They're following New York City schools, and New York City schools are out until April twentieth, doing distance learning, and so they'll just be reassessing. You know, on a on a like rolling weekly basis. I mean, there's a chance that she doesn't have a senior graduation. Oh, she, and she won't have her three proms that she's planning on going. Oh, to. That, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> Chloe was planning on going to like three proms. We, we, we told her we, we doubt that the proms are going to happen. On a more serious note, here we we're talking about Dr. Fauci. He really thinks that we ought to shut things down. So, Dr. Anthony Fauci has sort of become you know the face of this and a really uh, amazing voice of reason. At 79 years old, Dr. Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, he said that Americans need to shut down more aggressively. He would like to see a 14-day national shutdown, and I know that that might seem harsh, but that could have an amazing effect in really quelling that virus in this country. Millions of people wouldn't listen. Millions and millions of people wouldn't listen. What are you going to do? You can't arrest everybody. People are already going out and, and not listening. Yeah. I mean, come on. 
Well, I think I, I think I shared that article with you where they had a, a big St. Patrick's Day celebration in Chicago and people were out and celebrating and drinking and, you know, visiting bars. And so um, you're right. And nobody's going to listen to it. So you have to really try to somehow impose it or enforce it. I also saw that gun sales are surging nationwide. Uh, there was a story in the L.A. Times, oh, multiple stories out there, how people are rushing out to buy guns and ammo People are concerned about civil unrest, and I'm just hoping this country really keeps it together and we just get through this together and we don't have, you know, panic or riots. I hope we don't, you know, need to fend off looters. And that's all part of the supply chain. Just even if we have to hold up in our houses for some time to stop the community spread, when you need to venture out for necessities, we just need to have those necessities available for people to buy. If any of you pillagers want to come to my house, I assure you, I'm the wrong place. Don't come. <laughs> I saw a story on the CNN website that distilleries are making their own hand sanitizer with their in-house alcohol, and they're giving it out for free uh, to help combat the coronavirus. And I've seen different numbers. I've seen that for hand sanitizing, you need alcohol at least 60%, and I've also seen uh, 70%. I see there's one distillery here that is using their 95% ethanol. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that, yeah that, that'll kill some bacteria and germs. And don't even get any ideas. Michelle, I see she's eyeing some of my uh, George T. Stag and some of my barrel strength stuff, which uh, has an extremely high alcohol content. We're not using bourbon whiskey for hand sanitizing, okay? Why not? That sounds like a fun idea. I mean, like if a you have project, to, it's not a bad idea, MJ. Yeah. Also, Michelle, you have numerous stories that you found online how to make your own sanitizer. So if you run out of Clorox wipes or if you run out of Lysol wipes, right. you read you have, you have a recipe on how to make your very own, right? I have recipes for the hand sanitizer and I have recipes for the uh, do-it-yourself Clorox wipes. And I have the ingredients for all of this them. This is a fun new segment. Sanitizer <laughs> recipes with Michelle. How do you make your own hand sanitizer, Michelle? And Oops. then we have that guy in Tennessee with 17,700 uh. bottles of hand sanitizer in his garage. Now, Michelle, you read the whole story. I know cover to cover. I, I, I have the basics on the story. But this guy, man, he became the scourge of the planet with what he did by like corner. What did he do? He drove around with his brother to like hundreds of stores <laughs> yes. buying. Yes. Uh, tell the story. He, he drove around to rural areas, Dollar Trees and what is that on Family Dollar, you know, or off the beaten path kind of stories. Well, th this guy's Stocked based out of on Chattanooga. It. He's based in Chattanooga. Right. And as soon as the <laughs> first report broke, MJ... He went to all these places Michelle was mentioning, and he'd clean them out. And nobody knew yep. any better because it wasn't big news yet. Right. right. So he had some foresight here. Uh, here's the headline from the New York Times. The man with 17,700 bottles of hand sanitizer in his garage. And listen to this. The hand sanitizer you can't find is in this putz's garage. That's a headline from Vanity Fair. Uh, during troubling times, it is psychologically helpful to know where to vent your anger. After the 9-11 terrorist attacks, we had the face of Osama bin Laden. With the coronavirus, there really isn't anyone specific to blame, and it's hard to make a dartboard out of a blown-up photo of infected cytoplasm. The current pandemic is not one specific person's fault, but there are individuals who have found in this global panic a route to become a real jerk. Chief among them is Tennessee's Matt Colvin. 
he drove around with his brother. He estimates that he has 17,700 bottles. Anyway, the internet got a hold of this guy. Social media got a hold of this guy. And Michelle, you re- they just ripped this guy apart. Oh, his family was getting death threats. Um, they, I mean, they, some people were delivering pizza. Some people were, you know, wishing death upon them, told them that they were going to die. I mean, it was, it was horrible. But, you know, he was a capitalist and he he does this for a living, right? He 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 tries to anticipate the needs and, and he watches on Amazon when the price for things go up. He goes and buys some overstock and he's able to sell it. But this was a situation that's, you know, kind of life or death. And so, yeah, I mean, he really um, screwed himself. Well, the update now is that he's donating yeah. the hoard. And now this guy's been banned from selling on Amazon. Forever? For I believe so. Really? Yeah, oh, they, they shuttered his account, so he's not able to... I mean, this is how he made his living, and now he's not going to be able to do that anymore. All right, you spoke to Dave the Dwarf, right, Fester? Because I know he's in pretty poor condition medically. You know, this is the kind of thing. He can't get coronavirus. I mean, that could totally wipe out Dave the Dwarf. I talked to him yesterday, and here's the thing about Dave the Dwarf's health. He's been dying since the day I met him. (laughs) He's been perpetually sick. It's one ailment after another, and yet he still hosts the amateur contest every week at Joe Girls. So I talked to him. I talked to him yesterday. He has a mobility scooter. He's getting around, and he's hosting the contest. Are you kidding me? I I, I kid you not. I kid. He's got. They're going to shut that place down. I just told him to be careful. It's, 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 That's a petri dish of Corona look, at that place. There's right, a, a right. lot of social distancing there until you pull out twenty dollars. <laughs> then it gets a lot closer. Let's get Dave the Dwarf on the line. Let's check in with the Dwarf. Fire up the phones. Let's go. Jay, why don't you turn down Matlock? Yeah, what, what, why is the TV so loud? I'm in an electric wheelchair, man. I'm bringing it down. Take my first rodeo. I know what to do. Give me a minute, man. Uh, I just thought of you. I mean, with this whole coronavirus mess, I mean, your health sucks. I mean, the last thing you need to do is get corona. Well, I'll be at Showgirls Wednesday if that's what you're asking. <laughs> They're going to stay open. I, I, I think that you know maybe they should kind of shut down for now. Man, I've been in that place for 21 years, man. I, that, that's probably what built up my immunity. <laughs> Still Dave the Dwarf. All right, Dave, listen, we just want you to be careful. I know that your health kind of sucks, and I, I, you're an individual with some pre-existing conditions, and I, I just I don't want you to have a problem with uh, corona. I, I wish you would just stay out of the public for a while because I just don't need you catching it. Cut me a check and I'll stay home. No problem. Got to get paid, man. Same old Dave. No. See, see, that's that's the problem, Dave, is that people need to socially distance right now. And those that are thinking of just the paycheck, I mean, that could increase exposure in this country. So, I mean, Dave, what you're saying uh, not only is something that America needs to do in this social distancing, but in your fragile health condition – it could be dangerous for you. I mean, that could be your demise. I'll meet you halfway, man. I promise I'll drink my Patron. I only plastic cups. I won't, I won't drink the bar cup. I just use plastic cups Wednesday. I heard they're still testing oh, being done, but midgets might be immune to Corona. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, this guy. Well, he, I'm good. I'm good then because I'm a drawer. Dave the Dwarf is incorrigible. All right, Dave, uh, good to talk to you. Uh, please take precautions, and we'll check back in with you, okay? 
I'm more worried about my daughter and grandson. They just flew to Indiana the other day. They're out flying around and stuff, man. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, just everyone needs to be careful, and uh, the, the country as a whole needs to realize that buckling things down tightly now is going to pay off probably in dividends by trying to flatten that curve. Dave, we'll talk to you soon, buddy, and uh, please take care. All right, buddy. Hey, Froggy Fester, uh, anything else before we uh, shut things down here? No, I'm just glad we got to talk to that incorrigible little midget. Well, I guess we're reaching out to the people, <laughs> the people with the worst immune systems to make sure they're okay. Well, listen, to Hoover. Doesn't wanna... Hoover not have a uh, spleen? Should we reach out to him? Michelle, any final thoughts there? Nope, just uh, everybody social distance, hand wash, and stay well. This is so surreal. Again, there's like a, a weirdness. It's a, a sort of a malaise. And it's amazing how things just turned on a dime. We watched the outbreak from China. And you know, listen, I don't want to get political here. But the Chinese really screwed the world over. I don't want to hear that I'm being racist. You know, the fact is, is that China breeds a lot of these uh, Hmong diseases, whether it's swine flu, whether it's bird flu, whether it's SARS. And now uh, this crap, because of unsanitary conditions, uh, most likely in the food slaughtering process. And I mean, this is just a mess. And then the other issue that people should be angry at China about is that they covered this up. They tried to cover up this mysterious ailment and they could have been more um, uh, out front about it and given the world a month or two head start. This thing could have been controlled a whole lot better if China had had behaved effectively and responsibly. Thank you, China. And I'm not afraid to say that. And I mean, some people like, oh, you're not being politically correct. Screw it. They brought us this disease. It is caught on around the planet. It's wrecking economies. It's changing our lives. You know, if one thing comes out of this, I'm hoping that this is a catalyst to end our dependency on China. Did you see, guys, that like 90-something percent of prescription drugs or elements, materials for prescription drugs come from China? Michelle, wasn't that some number like that? Like, I mean, some crazy amount. Yeah, it was not like 90% of our of our pharmaceuticals. My Lipitor uh, are going through the hands of somebody that might have corona? No, well, I don't think you have to China. worry about it. It's China. It's, just we, it's a national security uh, situation here. We have got to just end our dependency on China because, listen, we've been gluttons also. You know, cheap goods, cheap Chinese goods, we need to change our way and bring a lot of this manufacturing back to the United States of America. So maybe when this whole Corona thing is over, maybe something positive, and that could be the event that brings a lot of jobs and manufacturing back to the United States. Don't even get me started. My wife ordered some of those fake Beat by Dre earbuds from China, and they said it would be here by April 15th. Now it's not going to be here till June 30th. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> The Chinese. Great. Thanks, China. Uh, Froggy, any <laughs> any final words, Froggy? Yeah, thanks, China, and thanks, Dr. Dre. Take coronavirus seriously. Social distancing, that is a big thing. It's not just 
words. You need to live by the social distancing thing. You want to just try to stop the spread and flatten that curve, as they say. And I just wish the best for everyone. Everyone, please remain calm. And we're going to get through this. There's no doubt about it. The United States of America, we will get through this. We'll get back to normal, but it's going to take potentially a couple of months. So again, I wish everyone the best. If you want to contact us, it is so easy. Email is mj at mjmorningshow.com. That's mj at mjmorningshow.com. On Twitter, I'm at Todd Schnitt, at T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N-I-T-T. On Twitter, my Instagram is at certified Todd Schnitt. So that's my social media. And of course, the MJ Morning Show hotline. You can send us a text or leave a voicemail message. 813-467-6290. That's 813-467-6290 to send a text or leave a voicemail on the MJ Morning Show hotline. Good luck, everyone. Stay safe, please. Adhere to the advice of the medical professionals, and we'll see you for the next episode. The MJ Morning Show. This is a Landry Football Quick Fix on Radio Influence. One of the the big storylines has been, will be, until he makes a decision is Tom Brady. Where is he gone? Is he gone back to New England? What's the situation there? Uh, What about this? This team's interested. They're floating out information. What does all this mean? Folks, let's break it down. When you hear things such as the Patriots are prepared to pay him, $25 25 million, you know, but the Raiders might be willing to go as high as 30. And it's, that's all being floated out by his representative, Don Yee, and his, his entourage to the media. This is no doubt an effort to try to increase the price with the Patriots. Now, I'm not saying that the Patriots are going to meet that price. If, if it is about the price he very well may have to leave and go somewhere for the money. If an extra $6 million a year means that much to him, he may end up having to do that. Don't know. It's obviously he's trying to do two things, Tom Brady is, to increase the amount of offer from the Patriots, one. But at the same time, Try to grease the skids of, look, if he leaves, it's not my fault. I'd rather stay here, but they don't want me type approach. Um, I don't think the Patriots, certainly Bill Belichick doesn't play that game. He's going to do and make an offer. I do think, I have thought, and I continue to think that they will make a good offer to Tom Brady, and in the end, he'll probably stay in New England. The Landry Football Podcast with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.